What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast. It's a real podcast, having real conversation with real people, and I am your host, Jones. Uh, I want to give a special thank you to everyone who's tuning in. Uh, New listeners, please go to SoundCloud on your listening device, download the application, and find Stakes is High podcast. All my episodes are there. This episode will be there. Please subscribe to the to the podcast like the podcast tell everyone about it the podcast uh also to the apple users you can go to uh your podcast on your apple phone or whatever apple device you have go to the podcast app find me there stakes is high podcast make sure you put in stakes is high podcast and subscribe uh listen to all the podcasts there all right um I want to give a special, special, special thank you to uh, my grandmother. I doubt she hears this, but (laughs) I'm going to give a special thank you anyway. It's probably been most definitely, that's probably been my uh, best episode. Uh, Just because after I, you know, finished doing the episode, I just thought about it. You know, I'll I'll hear her voice forever. You know, uh, being 84, of course, uh, people don't live forever, but I have her voice forever. So... Uh, anyone who didn't hear that one, um, she's uh, it's, it's a great listen, uh, interesting. Um, she made a comment on there. She wanted me to kind of say something about it. Uh, when she spoke on uh, one of the parts, she said uh, she doesn't like them, and she was saying white people. She wasn't saying all white people. She was saying that she didn't like the people who are racist. And you got to think, coming from a time of where she came from, basically still living in a time of legal slavery, um, it was, uh, you know, she has her opinion, but she was more so talking about the people who are out there who smile in your face and stab you in your back just because you're black. So she wanted me to clear that up and I had to. So, um, no, she's not no hardcore racist, but you know, she's a realist. And, you know, if you listen to the podcast or that episode, you hear where she's coming from. All right. Thank you. Love you. Um, and please enjoy that episode. All right. This week. I have me a new guest. It's funny because we're just kind of doing this podcast on, uh, we're outside right now and uh, we're doing it um, just out of nowhere. I keep my podcast, uh, I keep my equipment with me. So I was like, let's do a podcast and we're going to do it. I think I've been asking this individual to come on a podcast now for uh, a couple weeks. I love, I, I, I always ask people who's who who are fans of the podcast, I would like for them to be on just because I think everyone has a conversation. Everyone has something that we could talk about. So when individuals tell me they're fans, I love just saying, hey, you want to do it? This person told me a while ago, I think she's been kind of avoiding me. I'm doing the podcast. Uh, with no further ado, I want to talk to someone who gives me crack, a.k.a. donuts. <laughs> I want to introduce... K dot now on this play. <laughs> I want to introduce Kelly. What's going on, girl? Hi, <laughs> and it's rise and roll. Oh my bad. Rise and roll. Well, whatever it is, it's crack. <laughs> <laughs> Donuts are life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you hear some wind in the background, it's because we're outside on this nice day. What's up, girl? Hi. It's a beautiful day out. It's Friday. Thanks for um, agreeing to do the podcast. I suppose. <laughs> Uh, tell us about yourself. What's up? Um, well, I currently live in Fort Wayne. 
graduate of Ball State. I was there uh, way oh after Ferris was there. Oh, boy. Like way after. Why are you always doing shots at my <laughs> age? <laughs> um, and I work at a university in marketing. Marketing? Have you been mm-hmm. doing marketing? How long have you been doing marketing? Uh, what do you market? The university. What university, can you say? U- yeah, University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne. It's a Catholic institution. Okay. How so, long have you been doing that? Uh, about two months. So it's still new. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Still new? You liking it, you say? I do. Um, it's a really good place to work. Um, it's different working at a Catholic institution. Everything is really centered around God, which isn't bad. It's just different. Right. Um, yeah. Way different from Ball State. In some cases. Okay. Um, you know, there's mass in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, is it mandatory for them to go? No. It's not? No, okay. not okay. mandatory. Um, it is preferred. Yeah, so basically um, if you want to stay here, you better come. I have yet to go to Mass. Well, you work there. I think that's – I'm talking about for students. Uh, I don't think it's mandatory. I do think that they probably have some type of classes that they have to take, but I don't think they have to go to Mass. It's hard to, say, come to our university and you have to go to Mass even if you're not Catholic. Hmm. Okay. So are you Catholic? I am not Catholic. You're not? Okay. So, I mean, was that – I wonder, is that – do they – accidentally ask you in the interview process <laughs> they did. did i mean they? it's it is a it is important to them um you have to, i don't want to say you have to have some type of faith but you have to have some type of belief system mostly because a lot of the things we do are based around a faith right, so right. if you don't believe it's kind of hard to buy into um, the institution it's kind of hard to get your students interested and involved mm. if you don't follow in line with um what they're promoting Right, right. How do they, how's that go? How do they ask you? I mean, they just straight up ask you or, I mean, how do they, do you believe in God? <laughs> uh, basically. Serious. Okay. Yeah. Just ask, sense. are you yeah, Catholic? Yeah. No. What are you? Is essentially how they said it. Um, I was raised Baptist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd still identify with that, but I'm definitely not Catholic. Shout out to Catholic, so service is short. <laughs> They pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I'm here. <laughs> I have bills. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, what I wanted to talk about, because I know we discussed this before, um, and it's kind of interesting you talk about uh, the career path that you're, you, you are in now. So is that, would that be considered a, non, a non-for-profit? Yes. Cool. So um, we discussed, because I guess within my part-time job, we kind of do something. I, I, I'm doing something that you have done before and it was working in hospitality mm-hmm. and it's uh you worked in corporate so tell me your experience with that and i guess you know that where i'm going with it um i kind of want to talk about the differences and the, the difference between a nonprofit and corporate and just kind of like the pros and cons and you know and just i guess i kind of want to touch on the people who maybe you know people who can relate or people out here who's trying to figure a direction to go or are they in the right field or whatever so um, let's tell me about your experience with corporate America because I have my own experience. <laughs> um, well, my first job out of college, I have a degree in hospitality and food management. So my ideal job in college was to be a wedding planner. Um, and uh, I had no experience. I just have a 
hobby of loving weddings, right? So got a job um, at the Marriott at Midway in Chicago. Shout out to the Marriott. Yeah. So if you are familiar with uh, Hotel Speak, it is a full service. So you left Ball State to go to Chicago. I left Ball State and went to Chicago. Um, Took a while, but I got a job at the Marriott. I worked at the front desk, which is... uh, an interesting job in itself. Oh, man. Um, you meet a lot of people. I met Shirley Caesar, which is my claim to fame. Shout out to Shirley <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> um, but you have to know everything that goes on at the hotel basically at all times, right? Okay. So you have to know... Um, events. Events. Um, you have to know the guests that are staying there. Yeah. If there are any large parties coming yeah, in, you have to yeah. be prepared and what type. Um, you have to check the different type of codes. So if you have someone there that is um, on a bereavement rate, that means yeah. that you know someone has passed and they're there for a funeral generally, and you have to be sympathetic to their needs. Um, you have to know everything about the hotel as a whole. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen it firsthand. You know, um, I see the that front desk. It's crazy because now you have to deal with, first of all, lines of long people with all different rates, with all different codes. And then you got to deal with the attitude of individuals just because their room's not ready or there's rooms, whatever it is. So, yes, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a profession that's in the hospitality world that's kind of overlooked as far as um, as intense mm-hmm. and just what you have to know. So, yeah. And you have to it, it, you either are good at it or you aren't Mm. um you have to love people to work in hospitality right um i love people and i love meeting people and hearing their stories and that's probably the the best part of working at the front desk is you work near a hotel so you get a lot of different type of people all walks of life all (laughs) different types um so it was good it was a a pretty great first job out of college um I I don't really have anything bad to say. Just it was a starting point, so I wasn't going to be there forever. Okay. So tell me, uh, I mean, as far as the corporate aspect of it, you know, did you, you know, appreciate that? Did you not like it? What was the pros and cons of that? It was nerve-wracking because everything is based on profit. Yes. And so, you know... The hotel I stayed at and the company I worked for, we had a lot of our upper management in and out constantly as they traveled the country to different properties. And so when they would come, you had to make sure the hotel was in above pristine condition. Um, You had to make sure that you run your P's and Q's, new people. Um, But it's difficult because you're, you know, in my experience, you're making a lot of money for people yeah. and you don't get paid enough to compensate so basic, for your work. Yeah, and and I, I guess that's kind of been my experience with it. I mean, my my experience was bad. You said you have nothing to say. I I have nothing to say bad <laughs> I do. I mean, because I think I think in the reality of it, you know, I think you you're the soldier on the field. You're taking the shots. You're out here fighting mm-hmm. and then big dogs up top just eating well, you know, yeah. while you're getting paid peanuts. So Yeah, and you have to I mean, their their main objective is to make sure their, you know, that their profit is, you know, above what they were this time last year, this time last month. Yeah. Um, whereas, and if not, it's 
it's, fault? it's my fault, exactly. right? You're looking at your guest service scores or your GSS scores, we like yeah. to call them, um, and making sure that, you know, they don't drop below a certain point. Um, and it's a lot It's a lot of stress for the pay that you get. Yeah. And, and I hate to, you know, compare it and say that everything's about money, but when you have bills and you're giving your all, it's kind of hard to yeah. say that, you know, you could, I could, I see what you're making. You could pay me just a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because one upset person can basically ruin it for 10 people who mm-hmm. loved it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the customer aspect of it. You're always going to have some asshole who's like, well, my pillow wasn't this way, <laughs> so I'm going to leave a bad remark. And now that comes back on you. Can you control that person's pillow? You know what I'm saying? Right. Or Especially if they person? put your name on the remark card. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's sad. That's crazy. Yeah. But no, I think, you know, I think individual, I think there's a lot of money to make within corporate America. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just you have to have a certain type of mindset and attitude. You know what I mean? So I, um, yeah, you, I mean, you have to be okay with, with, with the politics behind it. Very, very. And I, I eventually got to a point where I wasn't, um, yeah. So that's what I wanted to go into. Yeah. What what happened? Yeah. I mean, I've had a few jobs since then. Um, from there I went to the Radisson in Maryville. Oh, so you stayed in hotel hospitality. Okay. Yeah. I went from working the front desk to being a sales and event coordinator, Okay. which is an assistant in the sales office, basically. Um, same type of deal where instead of me knowing every aspect of the hotel as a whole, I need to know every aspect of every event that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I worked for 11 women. Um, Excuse the loud truck at the muffler yeah. in the background. <laughs> um, so that was, that was difficult in itself. Um, a lot of personalities, a lot of attitudes, a lot of opinions. Yeah. Um, Sales, you probably have, that's probably very, that's probably more, that's probably more stressful than front desk. I mean, as far as your expectations, because now you're responsible for going out and get. That's where, you know, that's where the big bucks are, right? Yeah. So you're looking at thousands and thousands of dollars worth of events that yeah. you are responsible for. Luckily, I wasn't really responsible. I didn't have um, any type of um, quota that I needed to meet. Okay. I just assisted. But, I mean, if you're good at what you do and they're asking you to book a million dollars a year worth of business, mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a lot to do. Yeah. So what happened there? Um, it was interesting to say. So the is very this least. in Chicago too? This is in Maryville. Oh, Maryville. You said. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, you um, it was different um, in the event in the fact that we planned um, more events, larger events, conventions, um, lots more weddings. Um, but that's kind of where I got the feeling that I didn't really want to work in corporate America anymore if I could help it, right. or at least not in that um, in that aspect. It was too many attitudes, too many politics behind things. What's um, some of the politics like? I mean, was it just kind of like the cutthroat of like yeah. I'm trying to get ahead? And- yeah, you know, a, lo- a lot of it is hey, I have a lead. If they call me, you know, take a message or why didn't you answer the phone or, you know, you knew this was my sale. You should have done this, this and the third. Um, 
and that's I mean that's a lot of pressure for an assistant because I don't get any commission off, off of yeah. off of these sales. <laughs> And so um, not only that, again, I, I don't get paid enough to be a personal assistant. And I think that's um, I think that's where a lot of that came in is, is I was looked at as a personal assistant and not an assistant to help in the in the office. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. I think that, you know, like you said, the politics fall into it. And I think a lot of people lose who they are once they come into corporate America because they find themselves turning into someone else just because it's all about the dollar or it's about hey you got to get in here and if you're going to swim with the big fish you got to turn into one yeah you know what i mean so i wasn't really raised like that my mother is a teacher a speech pathologist and so um you know my whole life has been about helping other people without you know worrying about how much you get paid for it and it was a difficult transition to make that into a career do you think that i mean speaking on that like i said i think that it's kind of like is that do you think that's kind of like where our society is headed you know what i mean because corporate i mean if you really look at just like america in itself is ran by you know corporate america Mm -hmm. everything's based off you know Based, based off, off that, how much you can make yeah, off of someone, essentially, yeah, you know, instead of crazy. just helping. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like I guess, uh, there, I guess there was a time where it mattered about helping people and helping individuals. Now it's all about, you know, that yeah. dollar. So, yeah, it, I mean, and, and like I said, we we did foster care, and so, um, starting I think it was in the fifth grade oh, nice. is when my granny started so you always had that so that, that that, heart yeah people. and and it's difficult to make a transition into you know doing as much as you can for someone with really no type of return whether it be a feeling of a good job yeah. or you know a, a bill that you need paid yeah, or whatever yeah. it may be um, so I feel like if I'm on, if I'm going to do that i'd rather it have some type of benefit behind it even if i don't get paid a lot there's some type of um enjoyment i get out of my job so what was the last straw with uh when you were you so you left the radisson and then you went to where you're at now or i left the radisson and i went to a nonprofit in maryville um but okay before we go there uh what was your what was your like I, i can't do this corporate america thing anymore um Probably the attitudes of the people that I worked with. Um, There was (laughs) the the last job was probably I got taken to lunch one day, and the premise was that um, I take all my assistants to lunch, and I'm like, well, shoot, free lunch, free food, hey. Got there, started eating, and then she proceeded to tell me everything that I was doing wrong. Ah man, so it's like your free lunch evaluation. Yeah, (laughs) and um, was this your boss? Uh, no, it was just one of the managers I worked Ah, for, for. um, uh, you know, to me, that's not really how you do business, right? I'd rather you bring me in your office and tell me right there instead of me sitting eating a burger and now I'm not hungry anymore. Now I'm irritated. (laughs) I'm ready to go. I don't want to go back to work. Um, and it was kind of that led into a bunch of other, the, the same type of things, um, so I had an opportunity presented to me to go somewhere else, and I, I'm out. I ran, uh, literally. Okay. I was like, if I don't, do I have to come in the last day? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See you, corporate America. <laughs> so you got into nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how's that been? How's that experience been? It has its perks. 
Um, I worked for a place that helped people with disabilities. Okay. And it um, was something that I value um, because a lot of times people overlook people with disabilities or they're scared of them or they don't know how to act around them. Mm. Um, And I walked in kind of with the same mindset because you've got people that are, you know, mentally um, sometimes unstable. Right. Um, or you know, bigger than you, you don't know what's going on. But um, it was, it was really good. The place was good. Okay. Um, I went through about three managers. Because um, <laughs> usually, usually non for profit, the turnover rate's pretty. It's pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people use it as like a passing job to find something oh, yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what happened. <laughs> um, so. I mean, it worked. I got to plan events, which was awesome. Um, some big-time events. I got to plan a gala, a golf outing. Nice. Some bowling events for our consumers. So it was, I mean, it was rewarding in ways that working in corporate America probably could never could never be. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it worked. Gotcha. What, um... So you did you leave there and then you went to where you're at now? Damn, how many jobs you done had? Look at this. You got another one? <laughs> so oh boy. Um so July of last year, uh-huh. um I was let go from my job from my last um Uh-oh. director. Let's t- tell me about what happened. I like, <laughs> I like to hear this. The juiciness. Um, well, it was in transition. I had a director come in who um, had been a pastor for 17 years and decided that he didn't want to pastor anymore, I guess. I don't I don't really know what his motive was, but thought he could be a director of marketing and development mm-hmm. um, and was not a good person and was not nice and had a big ego. Mm. Um all of which I, I do not, I don't mesh well with. I want you to be nice and yeah. humble. Um, and for six months, he was part-time uh. and starting in January. And then um, I play in the golf outing. I play in the gala. Um, and uh, the golf outing was on a Monday in July, in July. And he fired me on Friday. After the golf outing, after it was done, after my services were needed, um, Damn. didn't tell human resources. Um, he didn't care for me because um, in this case, when he got there, I, I you know I changed a little bit, put my head down, did my work, right. um, and I didn't kiss his ass, which I don't do. Especially if you don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> so he got so. So he got wrapped up in himself because he thought he knew it all, and I knew more. And that, uh, you know, when you have a big ego, yeah, yeah, it's not going. It's not going to work. So right. I think I told my mom about two months before that happened that he was going to fire me. Sure. I just, yeah, I had a feeling. I said he's going to fire me. Um, but nothing. I mean, nothing can prepare you for that, especially at four thirty on a Friday when everyone is gone, um, and he asks you to come into his office and tells you that you are no longer needed. Dang. <laughs> um. I didn't take that well. Did you get Fort Wayne on her, on him? Um, no, I no? did. Okay. What? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> <It> was caught there. <laughs> no, I um, 
packed up my stuff and left. Right. Okay. Dang. Yep. And that was almost on some corporate. I mean, you had to get. I mean, there was no reason. He just said I don't the reason need you was anymore. because he said, um, "I feel like you don't want to be here." Uh, okay. That's not. That's not good enough. My work was done. The people that I worked with had no issues. The only person that had an issue was him. Okay. Um. So, I mean, it it was an interesting battle after that. Um, but so I was. Did it take care of you though? I think. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, that's all that matters. Yeah. You working now, so it ain't like you. Still right. Are, I wasn't. Right. I wasn't on the struggle bus. All right. So Probably. now you're back now here St. Francis. Now hopefully St. Francis is next, right? No. <laughs> Dang. I know. Shut up. I was uh, offered an opportunity to work at Purdue Calumet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And I worked in fundraising for their annual fund for about five months. It was a contract position. Mm-hmm. Um, and interviewed and didn't get hired for that one. Um, which is fine. They pick someone with more fundraising experience. Can't get mad at that. All right. Then I worked in student life after that. All right, let's fast forward. <laughs> and now I'm at St. Francis. Right, did you sell drugs? Goodness gracious. You got if okay. I did, I wouldn't you. going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I mean, with all that being said, um, all the 30 jobs you've had. and uh, <laughs> Shade. <laughs> Man. You know, are you my age? You've had that many jobs. Look. <laughs> but no, I mean, so, I mean, I guess just like overall, you know, basically going back to the, like I was saying, just the corporate and would you, so you hands down prefer, you know, working in an office? Absolutely. Okay. I, absolutely. Right. I prefer working for a cause. Okay. I work at a university. Our students are a cause, uh-huh. right? So everybody says education is the key to the future. Um, what can we do to make sure that students have the best education for the best price and that they are work ready when they leave? Uh-huh. Um, that's something that I was not when I left college. I uh, worked in hospitality, but I had no hospitality experience. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm right with you. Um, I think, you know, the pros and cons, I mean, some of the cons are, of course, you're not going to, you know, as far as financially, I think that's some of the you know, of course, one of the biggest cons. I mean, I mm-hmm. think there's opportunity in, corp- in I'm sorry, in non for profit to where you can, you know, you, you can, can make it. Yeah, you can be yeah. financially beneficial. But I think a lot of times starting off and just continuing to have, you know, more so the passion of mm-hmm. what you're doing more so than just going to a cubicle, making your working all your hours and making a lot of money. So yeah, I love what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess to the individuals out there, I guess this. Um, you can work a thousand jobs <laughs> and you finally can find one. You like, no, nah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, one thing, I mean, you just said something I kind of want to, you know, I guess transition a little bit. Um, one thing you did say, and I, I always, I like to have these conversations, especially with individuals who went to college. Um, you just said that college didn't prepare you. Mm. Um, you know, I, you know, in the field that I'm in right now, you know, I've, I've had a few jobs and I did, I have worked in my field, um, but you know, currently the job that I'm in, you know, I feel I'm being, you know, I'm financially, you know, I'm financially decent. Um, but I didn't have to go to college to get this job. Really? Nah, you don't. Um, mm. I mean, you just have, you know, the different certifications mm. and you have mm-hmm. to, I mean, you go to, you know, 
the certifications for this job, but you don't have to have a college degree. Okay. Um, but what I do wanted to talk about, man, and, and you know, a lot of times I, I discuss this, you know, I, I'm almost, I'm almost sometimes I, I get frustrated with college. Sometimes I say F college, <laughs> but it's necessary because America makes you have to go, you have to go to college. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Uh, if I could give my degree back today, I probably would. Yeah, you're not. Are it's you? not worth it. Uh, I didn't need a degree to work at the front desk. I didn't need a degree to work in the sales office in my capacity. Um, I d- don't. I hope my boss isn't here. So I technically don't need a degree for what I'm doing now. And that's. I don't think ever. I mean, really. <laughs> okay, just think about this. Think about all the friends that you know. Most, you know, I, I can. I know a few, but think about the friends that you know, and are they working? In, in, their their degree, field, right. in their field. It, it, I would give a good 60% are not working. I'm most willing they, to say more than that. Probably. You know, and one of the problems that I do have with college is I think that, you know, um, we graduate high school, 18 years old. You go to college. You know, you're, how old are you when you're a sophomore? What, 19? 19, 19, 20, somewhere around 19, there. maybe yeah. the end, 20. And then they, the pressure of, I want you to tell me what you want to be for the rest, rest of your, your life, life at 19. Yeah. That's difficult. 19? I don't are even you know what I want to have for dinner. Yeah, I don't know what I want to be for the rest of yeah. my life. Unless, you, unless you've been told as a kid from five years old, you're going to be a... You're going to be a such and such. You're going to be a doctor. You're yeah. going to be a doctor. I wanted to be a lawyer. I went to school with a pre-law major yeah. at first and i i don't know man i i, I don't know I, I mean what do you tell kids today you know i mean in this situation right now you go talk to a you go talk to a school you can't tell them not to go to college i mean what do you tell them you know what i'm saying like it's difficult you gotta you gotta make sure that you know you tell them something that's gonna make sure that they're stable I mean, but it's difficult to do that now because there aren't very many jobs where a col- at least an associate, at the very least, isn't needed. But even if you tell them that, okay, yeah, you, are, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. But even if you're telling them that at night, at you know, when you're you're 18, it's time. This is the most important time in your life. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, how do you tell that kid like to pick what they want to be for the rest of their life? You know, like. Do you just give them a straight up like you're probably going to pick a degree that you're not going to ever use because you're going to change your mind, which you want to be at 25? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just <laughs> true enough. I was watching uh, a different world last night uh-huh. and there's uh, a show that's based off of a character who got into college on an engineering scholarship okay. and she's terrible at engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and long story short, found out she should be an English major Mm. but that was just by happenstance it doesn't happen very often where you just happen to figure out what you are good about good at or passionate about where you can make it into a career you pick something like engineering or to be a teacher because it is a secure thing to do as opposed to something that you really are good at or passionate about yeah and I think you know I mean and in all fairness I think like culturally we are encouraged to go just because, you know, culturally in the in the past, you know, like I don't think, you know, uh, when you look at a lot of our 
just look at our mothers and, mm-hmm. you know, even just our grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know, college really wasn't that big back then for us. I mean, you had some parents who went, but, like, as far as the percentage-wise, I think we're probably going now at a higher percentage when it comes right. to African-American. Because, I mean, you was like, hey, you got to get out there and work, you know. Yeah. so factory but, jobs. Yeah, and- factory jobs. So, with that being said, I think what's happened is a lot of us have gone after we've graduated and it just said, hey, you, hey boy, you better go to college. <laughs> so you get to college and you haven't really had as far as any type of encouragement what to be as far as what you want to do as far as in, your, in a field in a, or yeah. any profession. Something long term. Yeah. So you really haven't had that because it's just been like you got to go to college. You got to go to college. So then you get you had to choose. And this is what happens to most of us. So especially if you aren't skilled, if you don't have a certain skill. So this is what happens. Um, Dang, I want to help people. (laughs) That's what it turns into. So next thing you know, you're with a social work or some type of degree like that. Or like you said, teaching. Because a lot of people say, hey, that field is, you know, you can find a job there quick. They're they're hiring quick. Yeah, they're hiring always. Or uh, being a nurse even or any anything in the healthcare field because they're always looking so you want to find something that you can have a job yeah. in but you and, may not like it yeah and, and and a lot of times i think people go into the healthcare i think i think i think people who go into healthcare i think they have to grow to love it because what ends up happening because you start taking some of them chemistry classes and some of you be like man heck no i don't even like blood yeah exactly <laughs> so i think a lot of times them individuals kind of stick with it and they kind of grow yeah. to have a passion for it yeah, yeah, I don't know, that's, man. That's a lot of schooling to not be passionate about it. Yeah, exactly. I'll pass. Exactly. I don't know, man. What do you what do you what do you tell kids today? I always ask, what is it that you like to do? Right? So if you want to help people, I I I don't really push social work because it's it's a a tough field to be in. Um you have to really want to do it. The long hours, the emotional strain. But, you know, in college, you don't really get that experience. You get the book experience. But when it comes to social work, and this is just based off of our experience, my experience with foster care, is that you really don't know. Each case is different. Um, and I know plenty of people that are burnt out after six months. So you go to college for four years to be burnt out after six and, months. And honestly... To help people, you don't need a degree. You don't. You know what I'm saying? So I think if I... If you don't even have to work in a field to help people. You can do that yeah. in other ways. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I, I guess, I don't know, man. I mean, do you encourage kids to follow the money? I mean, especially if you're going to college. Because if you're going to college, to me, it's almost kind of like, yo, if you're not going to try to fall into something that's going to pay you a lot of money, you don't have to... You don't have to go. <laughs> you don't have to go. <laughs> My kids are going to college. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Yeah, but, I, I mean, mean, it's a difficult line. Do you tell them to join the military? Do you tell them to find a, a factory job that may or may not be there in 10, 20 years? Yeah, Do you, yeah I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a difficult conversation to have, mostly because I don't think we have it enough. I, I think I have a solution for it all. Here's my, <laughs> here's my solution. Uh-oh. I think really, I think, what, I think what should happen is, I think, you know, I guess if you don't go to a skilled trade college... Mm. meaning you have a skill that you automatically know. Because some people come out, my dad has been teaching me to be a a mechanic since I was three. So I'm going to go into becoming a 
semi-diesel, working on diesel engines or whatever. So I think that's skill. But I think when you have like a four-year university, let's just say like Ball State, I think it should be mandatory that you um, go to like almost like, I think there should be a middleman in between high school and college. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think it should be almost That's like you should have to go to college. College college freshmen should be 21. Some type of like transitional school. Yeah, because, what, I mean, seriously, man, you're a teenager saying, I want to be this for the rest of my life. How At least does it happen? Huh? And so how often does it actually happen? Yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, when you're 21, you still may not know, but at least when you're graduating college, let's just say it's a four-year degree, you're still going to be, you know, still, you're, you're at your mid-20s now, mm. to where I think you have, you know, a little bit more understanding of of where you might want to be, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I think, you know, I don't know, a lot of the skill trades are just like, mm. or just kind of like, and you still can work, you know, from yeah. 18 to 21. It just may be, you know. So are you it, taking classes or are you learning skills? I think you just go learn skills and figure out what you want to be. I think college should be 21 and over. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the Ferris Jones yeah, transitional yeah, school. Man, let's, 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 let's be let's, I, some, some middleman. Let's have a middleman. I mean, if you want to take some life skill courses, maybe. Yeah. You know, let's talk so about. You're trying to figure out how that would even work. I mean, okay. what kind of skill? Okay, okay, so life. This, this. Okay, here's what you'll be taking in your prep school. You will talk about credit. Okay. You will talk about how to maintain credit. How you will talk about like finances. You will talk about like the basic finances that don't even teach you in college, unless I guess you're like in some business in the business field. True. But let's talk about some, you know. Um, finances, the importance of credit, the importance of saving, Roths, and just all the different type of things like that that you don't know until after you probably had your, you know, your another job to where you end up here overhearing a coworker talking about like, man, what you talking about? <laughs> man, you don't save. <laughs> <laughs> your credit is in 430? Yeah. Yeah. You don't find out about credit <laughs> until it's like, man, I want a new car. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that middle time can be that time to where you're learning those things. Is it four years worth though? Not nah, what? 18 to 21. Is it that, four or three? I'm really bad yeah, at math. I don't know. Let's do it. 18, 19. <laughs> Count with your fingers. <laughs> Normally do. <laughs> okay, if you use what's eleven? If you count with your fingers, do you just start over with your finger? Yes. <laughs> you don't use your eye as eleven. <laughs> I'm already at ten. I can go from there. I can count. I just can't add. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, a middle, a middle, a middle man in between. College. I think that's interesting. I think seriously, um, I I went four years of college and I didn't learn anything about credit. I think I yeah. end up hearing about it, but I didn't really it's know commercials. Yeah, you know what I mean. You don't. You Did don't have, have a commercials when you were in college. Well, here you go. <laughs> Shots fired. I guess is what you told me. You don't have more jobs than me. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think that's something that should be looked at. I mean, really. I guess I guess that's the thing to do. I guess I don't know. What do you tell kids? You know. I mean. I, I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah. I don't think there is a right answer. But you tell them to go to college. I do, yes. But I think that's based on the fact that that's what I was told. I don't know if it's based on um, anything I've read or even anything I've experienced. I, I would I would say go to college based on the fact that anything you apply for now, you need 
that degree. Not necessarily because you have figured out life, but because they put so much value on that degree. And who's they? Anybody that's hiring. Yeah, that's crazy. I can do I can do my job without a degree, but I really can't apply to that job without a degree. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm thinking like this. Name a college course that you took that's helping you with your job right now. Exactly. You don't even remember what you had no. your freshman year. You may remember like a something that you had in your major, maybe. But really... It's all skills based. I mean, yeah. what I yeah, and especially in what I was going into in hospitality, it really is a skills based um, profession. Yeah, because but, you end up. You, but if you're going to be you an accountant, obviously, college is beneficial in skill, that in that aspect. Skill, yeah, right. Yeah. But to work the front desk or to do what you're doing now, yeah. I, it really is just a, a skill. Yeah, and I, I, you probably, yeah, you know, an accountant, you probably learn and understand the terms, and you probably still, once you get in there, like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> it's not what I learned in college, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know, listeners, what do you tell kids? Because you're going to tell your kid to go to college. Okay, let me ask you a quick scenario. So your kid's a freaking prodigy at math, just because yeah. she must have got it from her dad, because you just said you <laughs> suck at math. All right? Prodigy at math. That's really true. All right. <laughs> All right. Prodigy at math. And, you know, um, an accountant, He, I mean, your kid just probably can just do accounting the back of his hand, like second nature. Would you tell your kid, if a company wanted to hire your kid out the gate and just say, hey, we, we love your kid's skill, do you still tell your kid to go to college? Yes. What? Why? I always look at it as a fallback plan. What if, what, okay. What if what? What if he. Okay, the salary, they're offering your kid a salary of, let's just say, six figures. Okay. 18 years old, six figures, and he, he, they're like, they're begging him to come. Six figures. I don't know. You still tell him to go to college? It's a difficult decision. I always equate that to uh, the same thing as your kid being a college athlete and wanting to go to the draft why go to college if your kids get hurt in this case but if for accounting i don't know i in what case in basketball are you saying they shouldn't go straight to the nba or you think they should go have to go to college i would prefer a college degree what for what why if your kid wants to be a professional basketball why should he go get a professional general education degree I mean, he wants there's to be so many what ifs, though. What if he gets hurt? And what if, you know, uh, mom obviously cannot. If he gets hurt, he's going to be paid. Finances. If he's going to get hurt going to college. And then he's broke. <laughs> 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 I just think that I think if you I, my, once again, I think college is just almost like that thing where we say you need it. You need and it. And it's probably where my mindset is. My mother pushed it there was no if ands or buts about it there it was college or nothing because i think in a time that where our parents and you know the individual it was like hey this but, is a dream that you yeah. you need to have it really but i think hers don't. is based on the fact that she is in her field she went to be a speech pathologist and she has been gotcha. since then she's ball state grad shout out to the cardinals <laughs> and um that i mean that's just been her her 
thing from the very beginning. Yeah. So I think maybe it's um, a thought that has been instilled more so than an actual, you know, experience that I've had because I've seen her and what right. her college degree has gotten her and her mat. She has her master's as opposed to um, a lot of other people that I've seen that don't have college degrees that um, are in her age range that aren't doing so well. But yeah. I don't know if that's based on experience or the fact that she has a college degree. It's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, my thing is this, man. If it, if if a kid or whoever the profession, is, whatever profession it is, I don't think you need to have. Um, you, you don't need like a to go to go do something that you don't want to do to go do something you want to do because they don't. I mean, why go to college to go get a degree that you're probably never going to use because you want to be a professional basketball? That's probably been his dream since he can dribble to become a professional basketball player, and now you have to go to college just because mama a degree is so. important. Because <laughs> Mama said so. <laughs> well, why? Important or what? To hang up on the wall? Yes. <laughs> I'm so hang, I can see. I'm gonna hang this degree up on my wall based off we me. We earned that degree. <laughs> based off me making millions of doing something <laughs> that has nothing to do with this degree. That's fine. <laughs> nah, but it's gonna be yeah. in the big mansion that you buy me hanging on the wall. Nah, man, forget <laughs> that. Go get that money. <laughs> I mean, but that again. I guess that it comes from my mother. My mother is a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of us She's do. right about a lot of stuff. Don't let her know I said that, though. But um, her thing is always what if, you know. I don't have I don't have any brothers that I grew up in, in the house. But she said, you know, if there were, if there was one, college or nothing, even if you are the best athlete in the world, um, coming up in a, in a time where – to have a degree was a big deal. I think that's kind of where that came and from. And I think it right? stays that way. Yeah, I think that's where. I mean, it comes from that. It comes from opportunity. Think about it, man. I, you know, I think opportunity as far as um, the opportunity that we weren't given mm-hmm. to go to college. Now it's like it just turned into v- being. And when we had the opportunity to, as far as us as a people, it's like, yo, you have to, you go. Have to go. If the opportunity is there, you have to go. You know, and I think no matter what. Yeah. And I don't even think nowadays. I mean, they always said it was a fallback plan or it's a safety net. You know, I don't I don't think degrees are that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I think wouldn't have my job without it. So I'm not going to I'm not. Gonna no, I'm. Yeah. I ash it. But um, I don't think it's as I think it's tough as, to make that heavy decision on what you're going to be doing. In my case, even six years from now, going from hospitality to marketing yeah, um, yeah. to decide that and then owe a bunch of money. But you don't, and I think about it, I think in being in most sales, you don't need a degree. No, you just, you have to be solution oriented. Experience. Right. (laughs) You have to know what people are looking for and how to, um, to get them to that point where they're ready to pay for something or buy something or whatever it may be. You just have to know how to bullshit people. Nah, I was trying to be nice about it, but you know, Sell you can dream. say that. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Yeah, no, no. I, I think a lot of people in sales. I mean, I think they you have to do. Man, it's a hard work because yeah. you have to convince me. So, anyway, I don't know. So, figure out what the, you're supposed to tell kids. Uh, I'll work on that. Yeah, tell them what to go into. Sell them a dream. Sell them a dream. Be a salesman. Yeah, sell them something. (laughs) When you go to school, St. Francis, right? Shout out to them. (laughs) (laughs) You going to come to Mass? 
<laughs> they got donuts. <laughs> they got donuts at Matt. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> Always doing it. Uh, all right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you. Uh, any last words, Kelly? K dot. That's your new name. K dot. K dot. The female K dot. I don't rap though. Um, mm. No. Um, go to college if you want to. That's uh, a good one. Yeah, if you want to. Hey, thanks for being on. Peace. Coming back. TC, we gotta put you on with Kelly. She says she's. Uh, <laughs> you think you know everything? Uh, you always want to argue. So and angry. <laughs> he's a lawyer. He need to. He shouldn't have. He should have been, been a lawyer, <laughs> a graphic designing yeah. lawyer. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please, once again, to the new listeners, go to SoundCloud, um, download the application, find Stakes is High, follow me. Uh, that'll give you the notification notifications for all the new episodes. Um, to the Apple users, go to uh, your podcast application. Find me there, Stakes is High Podcast. You have to put in the Stakes is High Podcast. You find all my episodes there. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace.